people, welcome to episode 70. Yes, it is our 70th episode, and it's also 10 years to the month since we started off, gentlemen. 10 years, lads, 10 years. Yeah, yeah, and then that... I know. That, you guys are really getting old. I know, I know, I know, I know, you know, I hopefully we'll get another, we'll get another 10 years out of you two, anyway, at least, I hope so, anyway. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so convinced at the moment, but who knows? You're not so convinced you would run on different at the moment. Well, as, as, as our dear listeners will know, that for over the last 10 years, Mike, Jeff, and my good self have been discussing all things high in action figures and the likes of Hot Toys, Sideshow Collectibles, Mondo, 3-0, and now Exo 6 are kicking in now, and, and we're delighted today to have our 70th episode again it's kind of mad that it's tied up it's our 70th episode and it's exactly 10 years this month well it's kind of or late february but essentially if you look at the date you'll see our first broadcast is actually at, at, at 2012 on the end of february so there you go it kind of kind of kind of lines up pretty well but i figured as it's i could have had a pod an episode with just the three of us just talking over the last 10 years but you know i like getting a guest on so and i just figured we ha- we've been dying to have this guest on for a while because their action figures have just been belting it out the park and my god uh dave the the, the product you guys have been belting out is you know, we'll have to talk about what magic recipe you guys are doing but it's dave steven from xo6 xo6 who famously make all the amazing Star Trek figures and stuff like that. You've seen them on, uh, you know, uh, tested and, and Adam Savage is tested and stuff. You've seen all those. Steve, Dave, Stephen, how are you doing? I see, I did it again. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. It's... Congratulations on your uh, anniversary. Yeah, well, thanks, man. Yeah, well, it's great, it's great to have you on. We, 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 had, we had you on about, what, five years ago as well when you were with QMX? Uh, yeah, I, I was on the show before on talking about Star Ace and QMX and other, other places I've worked. <laughs> Ah, right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And, and you also, you were also one of the main guys over at um, Sideshow Freaks as well. Well, that was still fun. Yeah, I created that and, and sold it a couple of years ago, yeah. Ah, there we go. There you go. So, how, how, and how long were you uh, doing that Sideshow Freaks thing for? Um, I think since 2003. Oh, okay. Is this, is it, I mean, I I actually haven't gone over there in ages of that, but I I I used to. It was, it was I I used to, I used to no. like it for quite a while and stuff like that. It was used to get a bit of a mixed bag, but then you just get lots of people that just have got opinions that just don't like taking correction, and it's like oh, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Go away. Yeah, well, I'm so I'm sure Mike and Dave go back much longer, but it's like back in the day. I remember when I was literally first seriously getting into one six. I mean, I've been collecting for years, but then you discover it on the internet, and I remember like being into like MediWorld, and then I discovered Sideshow Freaks. And I remember back in the day, Dave being a moderator on one on, on the boards, and it was just kind of like uh, at the time, it was just so exciting. It was like seeing one of your hobbies, one of the things that you just loved, all of a sudden become pretty stratospheric. It was yeah. just a really cool time. Made you feel more comfortable yeah. with stuff too. It's unusual think. to have that kind of forum at the time. Now, you know, these those kinds of things are all over the place, mostly on yeah. Facebook and. Well, you, yeah, you but you know, I miss that old yeah. style of forum. You know, on Facebook, you don't quite get the same kind of um, uh, stickiness to the topics. Sometimes, you know, stuff blows through and blows. You know, you get a few comments on it and it's gone again. Uh, you had a little more stickiness when you had new, uh, groups like that. <clears throat> Right. What, what meaning like we we would get really delve really deep on top of the conversation would kind of really get really into it kind of a yeah thing. yeah yeah you'd have the conversation over several days and people would get in you know what I mean now yeah yeah, you know, yeah. Facebook even in a group it's if you if you don't have you know you blink and you miss it kind of thing it's not yeah it it's is, not it the is. same kind of yeah thing. I I also think back then although it was you know it was big you know it was growing it was getting bigger and bigger which is a good thing but at the same time there was a kind of intimacy where 
you know, there were a few, you know, a few hundred, I'm going to say, really hardcore collectors who were very vocal and you got to know them, you got to know their personality types, you got to know the ones who were trouble, you got to know the ones who were all laugh, but it was just, uh, it was a really interesting time, I think, because, all you know, as a closet geek, you know, you've been sitting in your house for years collecting this shit, and all of a sudden, you find all these people that you actually are like-minded or complete assholes, but at the same time, it was just interesting talking to them. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what did you, uh, did you, were you just getting a little bit tired of it uh dave what would why did you like just stop it was it just getting a bit too much yeah it, it just became too much of a trouble to try and and police it all the time and mm. um it was actually during the pandemic that i got rid of it there oh was, really somebody approached me you know a, an aggregator that does a lot has a lot of forums and they said hey you want to sell it so i said okay Man. and so i did that you know Cool, 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 cool. And they take and run with it, and they're they're doing okay, as far as I can tell. I really don't visit that much. No, no, I don't. But it, it's, Likewise, it's, yeah. it's still, but it's it's still. Admittingly, though, I will still dip in there, and it is a valuable resource. So about about two years ago, I discovered that my Enter Bay Terminator Two letter jacket was just disintegrating on me, which is flipping annoying. And uh, I went straight on there, and straight away there was like a couple of dudes helping you on there. Oh no, there's a guy making new tailoring. So it's, it's still quite a good resource, I think, in, in, in certain ways. And there might be an occasion where it's like, oh, you, you know that old ad- adage that we, we've discussed in the podcast before. Sometimes you haven't looked at a hot toy in a while, and then you go back and look at it and realize, oh my God, something's decayed or something's frayed. Or like you go back to your Indiana Jones, for instance, it's like, oh my God, the belt's just decayed. Well, you can kind of go on yeah, there. There's and a, There's a huge uh, depth of knowledge and experience that is a great resource or can be a great resource if you can get past the trolls. Exactly. you got to wait. Yeah. you got to wait through some BS to, to, to the kind of thing and stuff left. Um, and the other thing is, I remember, you know, nowadays there are uh, so many repainters and really cool people doing some really cool work out there. And it's great. But I remember, you know, again, I'm just like, you know, harking back to the days of, I mean, Dave, you just remember Figure Master Les and the amount of stuff he, I mean, he, you know, like most people, you end up overtaking on too much work to do. But it was, uh, yeah, it was just a really interesting time. Yeah. And a lot of people made a lot of money thanks to yeah. my, unfortunately, I wasn't one of them. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can but imagine. A lot of new talent was discovered, too, and we use a lot of that talent at X06. Yeah. That's excellent. That's really see there you there you go. I mean just and and as an attest to that, you know, my action figure career kicked off because I did this podcast. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 it, you you'd be surprised how it's like seriously, I have this podcast to pretty much tank for my whole action figure career and stuff like that. So and, and, and I just like doing it anyway, so it's like a be the be the big balls, but it's quite nice to be able to, you know, have have a little forum that has a all these creatives coming in there you can kind of pull I know that guy's good for this it's like again I'm getting into the action figure business myself now and I'm producing not producing I'm helping produce some figures for a, a particular IP and stuff like that and I'm all my people that I know now are coming in I can start asking this guy what's this factory like what's this and you start and it's just been great because you know if you have remained le- relatively cool with lots of people over the last 10 years you, you do build up these great friendships you know and it's 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 just nice to be able to oh my god I've got this project now and I can literally ask there was like 10 guys I was able to like speak to about it it was just some of them were from Sideshow Freaks, and some of them I just met on Facebook. And things. So it's, it's just really great to have that kind of pool. So, and that, yeah, and that's where I met Nanjin, too. I mean, it was on the forum. Yeah. No yeah. way, yeah. was this? XO6 wouldn't exist if it hadn't been for that. Wow, there you, there you go. So tell us anyway. So what happened? So you 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 were working for Star Race, and you were you 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 were spearheading QMX. Now QMX were around for five minutes and producing <laughs> very very nice figures, though. Well, they're still yeah. around. They're just not doing one six. Yeah. Oh, what are they doing now then? Statues? They're doing some butt stuff. <laughs> statues and stuff. 
Ghostbusters. Some, some, yeah. vinyl, some vinyl toy collectibles, and they're doing some plush uh, licensed stuff. Uh, they haven't done a Q-Fig in a long time, but uh, yeah. that's what they're known for, really, was the Q-Fig. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's... yeah, we we um actually Bob Fulkerson, a great friend of mine who oh works, works for Mondo, at, he works for Mondo now. I work with Bob. Just, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I work with Bob. I work with Bob all the time. Yeah, he was a sales uh, at uh, QMX, and he told me that they needed somebody to help them with their one six. They'd had their Mal Reynolds from Firefly, and uh, they weren't happy with how it came out in production. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, right. It was the second head we released that one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. That's so. We that's what we were. Our first task, Manjin and I, uh, got together and helped them out with that by getting the the head remade. Wow. Uh, that was our first foray into Exo Six, and then they brought us on to kind of run their One Six department and help develop. Oh, that's really excellent. And and I mean, I've got uh, Wesley from the Princess Bride here, and that he's he's one of my favorite figures. I absolutely, absolutely love this figure. Now yeah. it's 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 so you obviously you you left QMX and yourself and Nanjin, and and you guys are right now. Am I right? Just saying right now, you guys are only now making uh, Star Trek stuff. That's correct. Right now, we're right now, <laughs> you're, you're just, you're that's just... that's the bit I'm interested in. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's not something I can really talk about, but uh, towards yeah. Comic Con, we may be seeing some more developments in other directions. Yes, that's that's, that's really good to hear. Well, but before before we actually start really delving into the Federation, start boarding enterprises, and I think we should all just have a little chip back and a little chill, just re- remember like the because the last ten years, I think particularly, have been quite amazing for for the action figure business on, on a whole. I mean, you've got all all these a lot of one six companies have have come and gone. You know, so, 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 some some have come and gone, like Enterbay. Are Enterbay still around? Well, they're still going. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're still, still doing going. basketball. Still doing the sports figures, aren't they? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Blitzway, they're all. You know, they're, they're, yeah, and Blitzway yeah. is still around. Oh no, I know Blitzway are still kicking on, but they put out like one figure a year, don't they, at the moment? Admittedly, they're good figures, but you know, they are only making like one figure a year. I don't yeah, understand I mean, how would that how would that work, Stephen? How does a company like that just make one figure? How would they make so so few product and still stay? Or... Well, able they don't, do they? I mean, it's kind of. Like, I think it's like any company. It's you have your figurehead license name, yeah. and you operate with the IPs under that. But you're also putting out stuff under a myriad of different umbrellas. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking, 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 thinking that too. But I just want to talk to each one of you about like what yeah. where your figures collecting in the last ten years is like because you know I've kind of slightly. Just for me, anyway, and I'm hopefully, hopefully, you'll all have a hold of the nuns as well. Just for me, slightly, I find myself just a little bit kind of chilling back. And I, it could be just down to the market. It could be what's being released. It could be a whole bunch of things. But I just find myself slightly cooling off. Not per, not frozen off or anything, like, but cooling off 1.6 a little bit. You know, and, and like, I mean, I, I will always, 7-inch, 6 to 7-inch figures is a, will always be my main jam. That is, that is, those are the kinds of figures I do particularly love and will snap up in the ground. But just lately, like, you know, I haven't got myself a hot toy figure like i used to get like a hot toy like every other month kind of a thing or now i haven't yeah. gotten one now in a while the last one i got was loki and i was very disappointed with him so i mean uh, uh, dave tell us what, yeah. where are you what, what do you collect where where are you at work here collecting now and how has your collecting over I, the last 10 years kind of like changed and stuff yeah i i mean when i started out i was doing military was all that was available you know with dragon and dbi yeah. mm. um Hot Toys, I started buying everything when I could back yeah. in the day. But now they have, what, 60 releases a year? <laughs> I don't know if anybody can do that unless you're, you know, Bill Gates or, or Elon Musk or something. So 
Um, or, or a YouTuber. Or a YouTuber. <laughs> well, some of the YouTubers that get them for free, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. They claim not to, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I collected some of the Star Wars that I like, some some Marvel from Hot Toys, um, and I, but I like anything different that has, comes out. You know, some obscure license that that nobody has thought of. Pick, I pick those up now. If, if something looks cool, even if I don't know the property, I'll I'll pick it up. So I'm I'm always been a huge one six fan. I don't really collect the smaller figures. You don't collect any smaller figures at all. So there's only myself and Mike on here who collect smaller figures that. I think so. Well, I, I get the occasional one twelfth and the occasional kind of if something if something I if there's a license that I'm into enough that I look at and I think there is no way that anybody's ever going to touch this on one sixth. Well, apart from Funkos, I might think, yeah, I'll pick one up, you know, just because it's going to be the only representation of that particular license or thing that I'm likely to get. So that might make me sway, but most of the time it's one sixth. Most of the time it's one sixth. I think. I think I've got like one figure in my cabinet that's still was that's been in my cabinet since we actually started the podcast ten years ago, and that is Man of Steel. Oh, not Man of Steel. Uh, uh, Christopher Reeve Superman. I believe oh, yeah. that's ten years old. now, can you believe that? It's about ten years old, isn't it? That's that figure's about ten years old now. Yeah, it yeah, must they did be. A lot must of good be. Stuff. Yeah. That, that was the uh, that was when they did the DX11 Joker and um, yeah, yeah. That same I mean, time frame as the the uh, the Batman Returns, Nicholson Jokers. They did a lot of stuff. That was about ten years ago. Yeah, they, they turned yeah, the corner at that likewise, point, didn't they? I would say likewise. One of my permanents has been the original Ed Two Hundred Nine. I did get the second one. I was very disappointed when I saw it still had a rubber dome. Yeah. So I've kind of kept it in, uh, even though it was more articulated and had a lot of shit going on. I've kept it in storage because the other one's dome is literally rotted. Pieces, well, so um, but it's still there. It's out, looking looking shoddy, but I love it. Yeah, but it's just just over the last ten years, I just think the industry has just gone absolutely nuts. Mike, give me your thoughts. Well, I've always been uh, predominantly six scale since that's what I grew up on, but uh, you know I collect plenty of smaller scale stuff too. Um, both from, most of my smaller scale stuff is going to be either from Mezco or NECA. Although I have to admit, I've been picking up a few McFarlane items. The, the fact that they're doing the uh, 66 Batman as deep as they are, uh, I never thought I'd see anybody uh, go as deep as they're going with it. So pretty pleased with that, too. But, yeah, I've been backing off a bit, too. I mean, uh, you know, I get far fewer hot toys now. Maybe one every couple of months will come in. Um um, I tend to buy more, you know, the Lord of the Rings from Asmus is uh, a line I'm sticking with, as well as both The Walking Dead and uh, Game of Thrones from 3.0, so I'm real pleased with those lines. And, of course, the XO6 stuff is really, uh, it's probably one of the few lines that I'm a completist on in six scale at this point. Oh, right, you're going all in on all the, tr- every single yeah, one. Yeah, I'm going all in on all the XO6 stuff. That's going to be a hell of a collection, man, already, already. So, so yeah. right, well, we are talking about, we are, we may as well just get onto the, the XO6 stuff now and just kind of get, get into it and things and... So wh- wh- how many how many have you got so far now? How many how many figures are we in? Dave? Uh, we've released I think about 11. 11 figures so far? 11 so far. So, no because 21, you, you you started with you, you started with the Treks, you started with Star Trek with QMX and you had Kirk, Spock and uh, and well I mean I I I I love them but you are you are bringing up newer versions of those two figures as well aren't you? Or rather not newer versions but your own versions, XO6 versions of them. Yeah, XO6 is going to do the whole crew from TOS eventually. So. Oh, right, okay. So, right, so your first figure, what was the first figure you guys decided to, to, to get into? Why did you pick that figure as your first 
XO6 figure? Well, the first one we, I mean, we started developing Seven of Nine was the first one. Oh, really? We started working. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, because um, we, we didn't want to revisit what we had already do, just recently done at QMX um, yes. with the original series, you know, yeah. Yeah. Done Kirk and Spock there, 50th anniversary. So we started developing other franchises, so Voyager, so Seven of Nine, Janeway, um, and we started developing Cisco um, and some of the uh, other captains. Because that was a mandate that we wanted to do was get a captain from each series out, and we wanted to make sure we covered the new stuff too. So we started developing uh, the Discovery, Michael and Saru. Um, but but when we start developing something and when it gets released, is two different things. Because Seven is just shipping now, two years in. And why and was it, that? Well, why why did you why why was why was why was Seven of Nine like your first choice? Obviously, she's just a nice figure to do. But why why is she your first choice? Well, we had started developing her at QMX, and we just couldn't do her right because the body that was available that we were using for female figures mm. was a, a generic, you know, body that wasn't um, exactly proportioned correctly for the character. Yeah. So we started developing our own body and having it sculpted, and that took a while, and then getting it to manufacture properly took a while. So we knew we wanted her to be as perfect as we could make her, you know, and to be what fans expected. And we wanted to get her out there because we thought she'd be popular and would sell a lot. Mm. Basically, the reason we started developing her first. Cool. That was a good, that was a good move. And, and then, so, the the first one you guys actually produced was, which which one was that? What was the very first one you guys actually, as ExoSick was the first one that made made the market? The first release was uh, Data and Picard from First Contact. And, and you released those simultaneously? Yeah, well, pretty much. I think Data came first, and then Picard just a couple months after that. Yeah, it was pretty close. Yeah, so that's pretty close. I'm actually counting up in my head 14, I think, you released 14? so far. Okay. See, I don't... I just remember... I think it was 11 by the end of the year, but then uh, I thought. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> it's hard to... Well, you got four in Voyager. I'm really impressed, too, with the depth in Voyager, right? I mean, we've already seen four in Voyager, and we know Chakotay's coming, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Torres, did I see that Torres is coming? You may have seen that Torres and Kim and Neelix are coming, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That's that's some that's some serious depth there. Yeah. The, the, other, the other the other thing you guys have been doing, which has really amazed me, is I, I think it's probably very shrewd in your marketing that um, because people have become so painfully aware of the lead times between a prototype being shown and it being released you guys are so on the ball it's kind of like you know you you see it you're ordering it and then you get it it's not like you're waiting for two years 18 months whatever for these things to happen and that's that's i think as a collector that's really refreshing yes please 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 go into that please tell us about that how, 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 what, what, how, how are you guys managing to to do this to get the figures out is it just kind of like yeah please just tell us we thought it was a very important, you know, to not take two years to get them something on the market, especially as a new company, because mm -hmm. people will lose faith in you very quickly if you don't get something out there. You know, Hot Toys, they'll give you the benefit of the doubt and, you know, wait two years. But with us, we wanted to make sure that we started shipping as soon as we possibly could. So we didn't really solicit something until we were starting to go into production on it. So what you see when you get when we solicited Kirk, or I'm sorry, when we solicited Picard and Data, those were production figures you were seeing, not you know hand painted prototype 
you were uh, that were done by you know an artist and it cost six hundred dollars to have it painted up. Those were ones that were painted in the factory that were production figures. So we wanted to not only do it quickly, we wanted to show you what you were going to get too. So we made that an important part of our our marketing to not only get things out quickly, but to show what exactly you're going to get. Now some things take longer than others. Um, for example, say, for example, Locutus has been a, a while in development. Why? Why um, so? Why would he be? Why is he taking a while? Well, because well, look at him, he's a fiddly motherfucker. As you Brits would say, but uh, he, yeah, he's just he's just a complicated figure. And we, when we did show him, it was a painted at the factory, but it was a prototype, you know, with resin parts where there's going to be plastic so that he doesn't break easily that was a lot of a lot of r&d researching what was going to work for that that figure something like the chair which has sound and lights the first contact captain's chair and we had already done a chair for uh tos at at, uh, qmx but this chair took a little bit more uh research and development time to get it right so that took longer than we had expected. So t- 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 tell us about the research on that Captain Kirk's chair. Then, so wh- why 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 was that taking a little bit long? With the and ter- and, and, and t- what what is the research? Well, I'm talking about the first contact chairs, which is should be shipping um, a little bit later this month or next month. Oh, nice. And we solicited it probably six months ago. So that's taken a little longer to get to market than some of our figures. It's lovely, um, so it is. It's a lovely look. And it's just a matter of getting the lights to work, getting the sound correct. Um, getting everything approved through the studios. It's just, a, it's more of a, and also we're using a foam on it. We used a foam on the the original series chair too, but it was just the cushion. This chair is all foam. You know, the backs, the sides, the armrests, everything. So it's it's finding the right materials, making it look right, getting the colors right, that kind of thing is, is complicated. I, 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 think, I think, you know, as you were just saying materials just seems to be a really kind of important buzzword i think in collecting particularly in one six you know if you're using fake leathers pleathers all that kind of stuff um you know the the thing you were seeing time and time again all the time now is that people are investing you know quite frankly ridiculously huge amounts of money in 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 an action figure which we all love that's what we that's why we're here but at the same time the longevity of them is sometimes failing time and time again particularly not particularly but you know from some of the bigger manufacturers just say that um and but you guys seem to be well i'm just saying this you know off off the cuff but as far as quality control is concerned you guys don't seem to be coming under a lot of shtick at the moment it's like you're uh you, you seem to be making some pretty good decisions yeah, well, it, it helps that, um, you know, Nanjin speaks Chinese. Yep. He talks to the factory manager every yep. day. You know, he knows exactly what's going on. And right now he's he's in Hong Kong. He's on his way to China. He's going to be in the factory for two months. What? Wow. Hand on uh, to do the Wrath of Khan. And he did that at QMX. I mean, before the pandemic, that was his modus operandi was to be in the factory to supervise everything himself. So. And I think, you know, from my, again, from my limited experiences, I don't work in the toy industry, I work in entertainment, but at the same time, when I'm working with a Chinese operative who's on the ground, in the place, Jesus Christ, does everything go so much smoother? Because it's like yes. you're saying, you know, you're, you're getting all the feedback, you're getting all the horror stories, but you're also getting all the good news, and it's, yeah. Yeah, that that's one thing, but also we control the facility. I mean, 
he yeah. is the landlord for this facility. He controls the, the plastic manufacturing and the cut and sew and the paint shop, everything. So it's not a, like a third party like most U.S. or any other non-Chinese uh, manufacturer. Yeah. We actually control everything. So that, that really helps in, in getting things done properly and getting getting things out there, you know, and I'm something may slip through eventually, but, you know, it's less likely to happen with how we do things. And of course, you've got to build that relationship up quite over a while. So well, it was also well. really impressive that you were able to do all this through the pandemic because, you know, yeah, we all know yeah. of, the, of the struggles that most companies had with the supply chain and with being able to get product, period, you know, during that entire period. I can think of a couple other companies that pretty much uh, shipped almost nothing over the last couple of years uh, and have just really started, started, you know, shipping again with any regularity. And you guys were able to continue to crank through that and i think staggering your releases the way you did helped too because even though let's say i'm a i'm a next generation guy and i'm annoyed that uh that you know the cutest has taken too long uh, <laughs> i i have five other figures if i also like voyager and i also like discovery and i also like uh, the original series to take my mind off the fact that that figure's you know taking a little longer yeah i don't think it would make sense for us to do like all right let's just do voyager now Let's get those all out there and then start another series. You know, you right. want to mix it up to help people's budgets if they don't collect a certain line, but also, you know, just to show the variety of what we can do. Yeah. And to do things like Locutus or the Emperor from Discovery, which take a lot longer to develop and are much more complicated uh, figures and more expensive, of course. Um, to also mix that in with just the, the standard crews and uniforms, because uniforms can get boring after a while. Yeah, especially when they're all like, like from the, the that particular generation, the next generation as well, with all of them, their, all their outfits and stuff like that. So yeah, so I mean, it, it, that's obviously a consideration on your part, and you're kind of making sure there's a variety of looking things that are coming out that it isn't 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 just one thing. Wow. Okay. Cool. Uh, also, I'm thinking. Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Steve. Sorry, no, I was okay. just going to say that I, I, you know, with the, obviously you're focusing primarily, as we've seen so far, on one sixth. I, I would imagine there's any manufacturer you've got your eye on some other balls, maybe further down the line, who knows? But it's funny seeing Sideshow, you know, recently um, uh, released the Clone Wars, uh, Obi Wan and, uh, and Anakin in a proper kind of animated style. I mean, I'm just wondering with you guys, would you consider, I mean, would you stick with 1.6 or do you think you'd move if you were to do something like Below Decks? Would you think that's something that you might, because you're, you're all start, you know, you're all about Star Trek. Would that be something you might consider in, in the animated style? Well, I mean, with Lower Decks, we've got actually something else planned for that. But, because yeah. uh, that doesn't, I don't really necessarily think the animations translates that well to 1.6. No, I, I agree. The producers are very particular about how things look. You yeah. know, they don't, they're into the anatomy of a character and that kind of thing. You know, but if Lower Decks if, are going to be on, the characters are going to be on Strange New Worlds in live action, that yeah. might be fun, you know, if there's enough in there. <laughs> and we have heard it's likely to happen as well that we might actually see the two of them cross over into Strange New Worlds and then we'll have the, the and they're going to get the same voice actors to do the acting as well aren't they because yes. they got the the, yeah, the quaid lad that's already yeah we know that's happened so you know well, the other thing is they sit well on the shelf don't they it's kind of like i think the reason you know the way hot toys have 
uh, attack the um, the Clone Wars, etc., is to bring them into the real world because they all sit well on the shelf. Um, and yeah, as you say, like with the ones that Sideshow have done, which I, I love the styling of them, but they don't necessarily stand well next to some of your other collection. Yeah, they, I, I don't know that the animated style would really work that well in one six Star Trek. I mean, yeah. you've got the animated series and you've got uh, Lower Decks. Um, you've got Prodigy too, which we, we we won't be going into, but I just don't know that it would it would yeah. work that well. I, th I think I think when it works personally, well, I think when it works well, it works really well. I mean, I love the two. I mean, I know some other third party people have done them as well, but I love the Hot Toys into the Spider Verse two figures I've got. You know, I, yeah, I love the style. Yeah, I love the way that they really translate from the movie and they really, they're well articulated. Everything about them, the scale of them, it all just feels right. So I think I think when you hit the right notes, it can be really, really attractive to particularly collectors yeah. of anime, yeah. animation, etc. Well, it depends on the animation as well, doesn't it? Because like, yeah. like Lower Decks is like, how could you translate a Lower Decks character into a 1-6 based just yeah. on yeah. purely Lower Decks? You, you, you kind of couldn't. Whereas, you exactly. know, obviously the, the Clone Wars do have shape. They're a lot more realistic. They're, I know they're yeah. stylized, but they're still more, more realistic. I just, it'd be I suppose it goes back to the way Medicom used to do a lot of anime back in the day. And although they're realistic figures, which I used to love, because they at the time they were quite cool they were very stylized um but yeah they they at that at that point they were you know if you wanted somebody from an anime death note whatever it was they were the akira they were the guys yeah 3d is much easier too like the clone wars or prodigy would be yeah. easier lower decks yeah. or animated yeah, yeah. series it just wouldn't work so because it is supposed so, to be a really realistically proportioned person yeah. it's just a little stylized so yeah like janeway from prodigy would be fun but uh we don't have the Prodigy is the only license we don't have, the only franchise we cool. Right. So what do we have uh, on the on the plans for 2023 you can talk about? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've made it pretty clear that uh, the Wrath of Khan is going to be mm -hmm. a huge priority for us this year. Yes! And, he tests uh, me! He tests me! <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we're, we're going to go not hugely deep into that, but, I mean, everybody loves what they call the Monster Maroon uniforms. Mm -hmm. So we want to get as many characters that we can out in those. Um, and, of course, we're going to start the next generation. We're going to start uh, the original series. We're getting more into those. So, you know, we'll be seeing more uh, characters from those two franchises as well, as well as continuing on with, you know, Deep Space Nine and um, other areas that we want to explore, more aliens and things. Would you guys make, like, how do you gauge the popularity of a, a particular character? Like, for, for, for instance, like you just mentioned Wrath of Khan, I mean, like, how, you know, you, you could go, you know, you, how can, how would, you, how would you determine what characters are worth making? Or do you just kind of gauge it yourself? Or what's, what's how would, how is that process? Yeah, I mean, kind of, Nanjin's a super fan, so he wants everybody. So, yep, you know. that's fair enough. I love that. You gotta love that. Good, good for him. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's the attitude. We can do, you know, a, a lower run. We don't have to do five thousand of something like Hot Toys does. Yeah, you know, we can do less than a thousand. Yeah. Would you gauge that? Would so? What's basically what I'm saying is you wouldn't make the same. Say like. You'd you'd make maybe less Chakotes than a Seven of Nine, or would you make more? Would you make more Seven of Nine? You're gonna know Seven of Nine is gonna sell because it's Seven of Nine. We all love Seven of Nine. But say like Chakotay, would you make less Chakotes than Seven of Nine? 
most of our figures we do pre-orders first, so we know what the demand ah. is. We only, we only make to the demand. Well, that's cool. Uh, that's, that's cool. The only thing, exceptions are were the recent the motion picture uh, Kirk and Spock that we did. We pre-produced those so we could ship them as soon as they were ordered. And we made a very limited number. Too little, I think. But Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I missed the boat on those two. They're lovely, those, those figures, man. Really, yeah, that, that Kirk is really special. Really well, and uh, but... We'll do that very rarely. Wrath of Khan, everyone who wants one and they know about it, before, when it goes up for pre-order, they'll get one. It's not going to sell out, you know, in three hours like, like Kirk or Spock did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good to know. That's good to know because I'm, I'm, I'm def definitely all over that. So, Because, yeah, I was going to say, I'm really interested in the fact that, obviously, back in the QMX days, you did the original lineup, but kind of, I missed it then. And I, like we were talking about earlier, I am really two kids at uni, scaling everything back hemorrhaging money uh i'm sure we've all got different stories about that post uh post uh lockdown but it's kind of like yeah i i really regret not getting particularly you know kirk and spock bones as well and then it you know, then it kind of dominoes into like scotty and we, we never had a, a well we, there was a, there was a version of sula wasn't there yeah um really, uh, really we haven't had, we had a, no. we haven't had a female uhura yeah we, no, we haven't had a no. checkoff so yeah, I mean it's kind of like if they yeah, they might be the hot ones on my list, personally. Yeah, well, I mean you're going to be pleased with the new versions. I think we're we're yeah. trying to prove everything, and give collectors more choices. I mean we weren't we didn't control everything at QMX, but now I mean Manjin wants to throw in Lincoln from you know the original series or yeah. Or Surak or whatever, you know, he'll he might do that. You never know. <laughs> well, and we were already seeing that improvement, right? We, we with this with both Spock and Sulu, uh, it's a tremendous improvement with the ones you've done over the ones that you had at QMX. Yeah, Sulu, the mirror, the same guy, the same artist who did the mirror Sulu did our standard Sulu too. So, I think everyone will be very happy with the new Sulu and won't yeah. won't be regretting missing out on the QMX version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at the the, the 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 Spock now. Will the Spock from the will it, will the Spock the new sixty Spock have a different head sculpt from the the motion picture Spock? I guess he's oh yeah, he's, he's oh he's much younger. He's much yeah. younger as well, isn't he? Okay, cool. I mean, I've I've, <laughs> only, I've only gotten one of your figures so far because I'm going I'm going waiting for the Wrath of Canons. I'm going to get definitely going to get the movie character. I'm going to get the movie Spock, and I'm definitely going to be getting um um and Khan himself, of course. And that that's kind of. That's I'm pretty. That's my kind of golden, the golden three. I mean, an ideal world, I'd love to have the original '60s crew, but I'll just, I'll I'll mix and I'll maybe mix mix up as stuff. Well, I have I have Q here and stuff, and he's a, he's he's brilliant. I mean, he's just I was, I'm I'm very impressed with the how the, the nice feel of the figure that he moves really well. It's all very smooth. Nothing squeaks. The hands are easily changeable. But for me, the use of a user friendly figure is just really 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 important. And I'm. I'm Really impressed with the quality. In, in fairness, man, the, the... We developed, yeah, our own body um, and have been using them on the mails since the beginning, and it's designed to for the uniform specifically, but it also works well with any other costuming too. Yeah, man, and he's tall. He's, I mean, I never, I realized John Delancey was that tall, but he is. He towers over everyone else. He even towers above yeah. over Riker, doesn't he? Yeah, he's well, no, yeah. or Riker's also. Uh, six four six three. Is he? Oh, there you go. I've, I, yeah, I've always just been amazed at the quality of some of the sculpts you're doing as well, because it's like there are two people I think in the world of one six. Mark Hamill being one of them, and William Shatner being the other, 
who, for, for what, yeah, yeah, for whatever reason, are notoriously difficult to capture in any scale. And it seems like you know you, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, and I remember back in the Playmate days when you got the little you know the, the the Kirk figures, and they were caricatures, but so you could tell it who it was. But capturing his likeness seems to be a really fine line to get that right. And I just thought, yeah, what you've yeah. been doing on on William Shatner has been amazing. Yeah, Shatner is notoriously difficult, and you don't even get the right paint up, and it can make it not yeah. make it look off a little bit. And you'd think we could use the same sculpt from the motion picture to Wrath of Khan, but we're not. Because yeah. um, Nanjin wanted a very specific expression on the motion picture, you know, the seeing the Enterprise for the first time mm -hmm. kind of look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which doesn't necessarily work for Wrath of Khan. So, um, and, and he's slightly older and, and looks different, the hair is different. So we really don't recycle heads at all. Um, yeah. Every Spock is, is is going to be different. Even the Cage Spock to the yeah. series Spock is different. You know? But again, a big, but again, I think Leonard Nimoy and DeForest Kelly, to a degree, are two people with such distinct faces. I'm not going to say they're a dream to do, but you know, they're kind of. I would imagine a sculptor is going to say, "Young enough, some fun here." But there's something about the subtlety in the face of William Shatner, and you know, his kind of cocked eyebrow, his kind of arrogance, his smirk. Getting that is a real trick. Yes. I, I agree 100%, and you're right. It's Mark Hamill and, as I said, Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. difficult to do to capture the likeness, and it comes down to not just the sculpt but the paint and and everything else, you know. It's the yeah. color. It could, it could not look right. Can, can you tell us a little bit about the approval process? What's how, how so obviously something, a character like Saru is, is fine because he's a makeup character and, you know, you, yeah. you, the likeness is pretty straightforward there and stuff like that. But have you had many kind of issues going back and forth? I mean, A, a for starters, obviously Paramount and the, the license owners will obviously have, have approval. But do, do the actors get a, a say at all in, in the approval stage, any of these figures? Just, just a side note on Saru, that was actually the only one that was, uh, the studio gave us a scan of the makeup. Oh, brilliant. Wow, cool. We, made, we we still had a sculpture involved, but it was, that's the only thing that we've done that was based on a scan. Nice. But it, on Star Trek, um, a lot of the actors do have approval. All the principal characters, all the principal actors have approval. Um, not, I was going to say captains, but I like for Discovery... Uh, the only one that has approval was uh, Sonequa Martin Green. So, um, on, on her Burnham figure. Yeah. So she had final say on her Burnham figure, did she? She 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 had to sign off on on the the likeness, and she gave us some notes. You know, we we went back a couple times. Um, but like Shatner and uh, Nimoy's family, and uh, is the uh, of course Patrick Stewart. Um, those all have to be approved by the actor or the actor's representatives. And is, is that and a... something like, like Brent Spiner data from the next generation, he gets approval too. Oh, and it was really like that. There's, it's, it's always pretty smooth sailing for the most part. There's a few little notes backs and forth and stuff. Because I'll always remember one time we had a we had a David Igo from Sideshow on one time, and he was talking about like you know it was very hard kind of trying to communicate. Sometimes actors look at themselves a little differently than you might think. And I, I like um, Bruce Campbell was particularly tricky on approval stage, just approving his figure likeness. So he was. So I'm just wondering, was there any, any anybody particularly sticky or kind of overly fickle about about uh, their, their likenesses had, and stuff? We had heard that William Shatner was was not easy to deal with, but 
his approvals were a breeze usually. Oh wow, that's crazy. You know? And it would he would be fast too. He would take a couple weeks. And some people, I, I mean, Patrick Stewart the first time took like six months. Wow. Oh my goodness. And he said, you know, well, I had less hair then. I think that was the, <laughs> the comment from the part. Um, and it's weird the stories you hear because I rem I remember hearing you know through some contacts through hot toys that you know back in the day uh it was robert downey jr apparently whenever they got any time with him he was a breeze but his you know air commas people were not <laughs> so it was kind of like uh that, that's what that's what slowed everything down and ended up making everything look a bit weird that's what's great about paramount formerly viacom cbs formerly cbs the people that are doing are are shepherding through the approvals have been doing it for a long time have really good relationships with the talent so once you know the studio signs off and then goes to the actor um it's usually not too much of a problem you know yeah. but we've had comments you know uh, mulgrew had comments um stored had comments um yeah not not a whole lot though that's all. You know, the thing that's is, you, you guys probably have made a lot of good faith as well. A lot of these things, because at the end of the day, your product is tried. I mean, we've we've had other companies sure. on here that have you know given us the hills as, as promises, and that it just never happens and things. So it's it's it's, it's amazing. It's again, it's just they're getting those the, the figures in the pre-order window. It's just really it's just really cool to see kind of things. I mean, Jesus, I mean, I've ordered a Mezco figure like like three years ago and it's, it's still chugged away but, but that's yeah so so did did the, the, the obviously the factories in China was a bit of an issue during the lockdown did that affect you guys at all because some of those factories did have to close down didn't they yeah in, in our factory um, a lot of people got sick especially this recently when they just took off yeah yeah, yeah 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 big big, big everybody got sick yeah. and our factory closed down for a couple of weeks and then it was also right before Chinese New Year and so we think some people were you know, begging off because of that. They just wanted to start the holiday early, but but it was um yeah the, the lockdown didn't affect us as much because like I said, Nanjin talks to the factory uh, supervisor every day, you know, and keeps things moving. And they send us pictures all the time. Um, and then once it gets towards the final approvals, we we get the the, the physical figures here too to look at and then send back mm. uh, get the prototypes so it really didn't hurt us too much and even Nanjin used to work in logistics so get, when people were having trouble getting things shipped out we didn't have as much problem we had to pay through the nose for it because yeah. pricing for uh, shipping out of China was insane at one point yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah it was it's been very smooth having having a someone who speaks the language supervising everything yes of course of course I, get, I was wondering about uh seven and nine's body okay so i think you were mike yeah <laughs> no, you are. Yeah, we, all are. Perverts. <laughs> we all are so seven's body is a new sculpt yeah and it's uh it's specific to her now it's mostly silicone right there is there is a, a, a some kind of uh structure underneath the silicone yeah, there's um, a metal frame underneath. Yeah, metal frame, and you'll be able to reuse that metal frame, right? With a with new silicone, so you can sort of use the metal frame, metal frame, and then re-sculpt the silicone to match other female forms. Well, yeah, that's the idea. We have created other female bodies based on the original design of Seven, with different chest sizes and different um, 
you know, hip sizes and different shapes, you know, for the different characters. So you'll be seeing yeah, that. I, I, whether it's going to be a metal frame under silicone or whether it's going to be all ABS plastic, that's still we're still working on that. Yeah, I have to say I'm really impressed with the work on that because of the uh, musculature, right? I mean, she's wearing such a tight costume, it's not something that you're going to hide. And the, the <clears throat> thighs, the calves, the mm-hmm. biceps, the shoulders mm-hmm. all have definition and yeah. look properly scaled and realistic, right? Something that we normally do not see or will see exaggerated. Uh, and she's got a butt. Six-scale figures don't have butts. I noticed this, Mike. This is the problem. I No action, no six-inch figures have butt, man. I don't understand. Like, Black Widow over here, she's supposed to have an amazing butt, and she don't have no butt in the figure. That's very disappointing. <laughs> yeah, so I have to I have to commend you. You did a really nice job. That, that Sean Dabbs did that, right? Yeah, Sean Dabbs did the body for us, and he also did the head sculpt. And I think he did a great job. And we went back and forth many, many, many times on that getting that body just right. Um, and, and getting executing it, though, the, the seven of nine cost us more money than it cost you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, so I was just gonna, I don't know that yeah. we're going to be producing a lot of females that way because it's just too expensive. Uh, but we the way we priced her what we priced, so we had to live with it. Um, but we're going to have to think about that when we get to... Other but uh, but I'd know. imagine I'd imagine you're hoping to deliver some other seven of nines. You know everything from Picard to whatever. You know it's kind of like different versions because you know as you say the amount of R and D that goes into a body like that is off the scale. I mean you know I hate to bring up the the, the you know the cursed molecule eight when they did their uh, metal armature body with a kind of silicon whatever body, but um I, I, I you know I I doff my hat. I think it's amazingly commendable but you, you must be hoping you're going to get some yeah some, we will uh, a few figures we can use the sculpt and not do a silicon body too we can yeah. do yes and it will still look the same but i mean there's not every uniform is going to be as tight as this one like her picard uniform isn't no isn't tight you know or her Fenris ranger or anything like that if we were to do another voyager version it's the silver or the blue or whatever <laughs> yeah the silver one i like her silver probably one. have to do it this but she, she's going to be substantially more expensive if we were to ever do that. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to do it because Manjin's feeling particularly burned on, on what this one costs us. Yeah. How did you manage to get the, the ribbing there on her little, her borgy bits on her abdomen there? Or is that like, is that part of the suit or is that part of her sculpt? It's sculpt. It's part of the sculpt. Yeah, it's oh. based on her. The, the actual torso has that. If you look at the, our video, we have an instruction video up now for her and it shows the naked body. Oh, wow. And you okay, can cool. see the ribs sculpted onto the abdomen. Oh, okay. Out there for anyone listening, guys, go to exo6.com. And yeah, they've got instructional videos over there on, on, on the top menu there. So I'm, I'm actually going to look at that later. Cause well, that's... Actually, you, have to, you, have, you have to have the figure and, and scan the QR code to get the instructions. Ah, well, okay. Okay. Well, there you go, guys. Get, get the instructions. Um, but she's, she's, she's shipping very soon, is she? She's shipping from our already shipping, yeah. She's very shipping. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wicked. And, uh, yeah, people started getting her last week. Have you got her yet, Mike? Yes, I have her. I reviewed her. Where are you been, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't review her last. When did you review her on this podcast? No, online. Online. We got to review her on here. We'll review her on the next one. You need to keep an eye on the site. Amen. I know, no, no I'm just talking about keeping keep on keeping on Mike, Mike's feet the whole time. Amen, I, I, I post Jeff. Did you see this? I post a video of the of the institute a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. And Amen says, 
Yeah, I didn't know you were doing videos. It's I, 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 had to, I, did, I did notice that because, uh, as you know, <laughs> as a devotee from back in the day, you've probably been noticing I've been liking them all and uh, and been hanging around and saying shit. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I months, where months, are you at? No, no, but <laughs> you said we were going to have the video on, on the podcast here and so forth. So I was like, oh, I didn't realize you were doing the videos already. I we we had discussed, but I didn't realize you were actually doing them. And you got to understand, man, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm weird with Facebook. I sometimes I just don't go on it for a while because sometimes it just annoys me and I've been lately it's just been you know just not, not on there so but yeah yeah no, that's, that's well that's that, that, you, you were hacked a little while ago weren't you so I can imagine uh, yeah. it's, it's well Facebook hey, all three of you all voted off. in the uh, poppies right oh yeah yeah I'm, I'm done you got your votes in. I've got to get my votes in this evening now so. no I'm done I did it the other day all right you're better because I'm going to download them tomorrow and I'm going to start tallying okay so yeah. she's, she's nice but give, give us a quick rundown of, of what you think of seven of nine mike do you like ask, her dave can i ask oh. one quick question so sure. obviously with all this stuff and i don't care whether it's you know qmx whoever out of all the stuff that you've been involved in producing you know personally what is the you know you, you must have a, a great collection room is there one thing that's standing somewhere in a corner that you look at every you know time you pass and think Fuck yeah, I was involved in that. <laughs> Jeff, I've got a murder with the language. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, I should have. I'm English, I'm sorry. Yeah, you it's, blimey. I, it's, it's part of Shakespeare's legacy. <laughs> I, I really liked Wesley from Princess Bride. That was the, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I have him yeah. right here. That I love him. For me, I got the license before QMX, just on yeah. my own, because Mandy and I were going to have our own company at that time, yeah. before QMX. And so I got the license to Princess Bride because I was a huge fan. Yeah. And then when we were able to get that through, it just kills me that we weren't able to do anything more. But um, that's that's one thing that I really love. But then coming up with Krug and the Emperor and Lacutus, all those are just blow me away every time I see them. So those are going to be really impressive figures. Yeah, yeah. Because I have to, I think all four of us, you know, obviously you do because you're involved in it, but all four of us own Wesley. And I, I remember back in the day seeing a prototype for Inigo Montoya. Is, is I, I, again, I'm sure you can't talk about what your upcoming potential licenses are, but it, is there a chance he might ever see the light of day? You know, I mean, it's Wesley. You can see you can still buy Wesley. Everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he got a re-release, didn't he? He got a re-release. Nope. Or oh, wasn't no, a re-release? No, it was just no. more stock. Still available. Oh, right, okay. I'm not going to say he's a shelf warmer, but he's yeah, he hasn't he didn't do the business we were hoping. Everybody yeah, go out there and buy Wesley. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I own two of him. I'll tell you right now, he's I think he's the only figure in my entire. I have probably 1,500 six scale figures. Yeah. And he's the only one I have two of the same figure because I wanted to display both heads. Oh, yeah. wow. They really, there you go. That's cool. He is he's a lovely figure. I mean, his body proportions are, are brilliant as well. I mean, he looks he oh, looks we need, like... we need an ego. We, we, we need an, an ego, Mando, yeah. I'd love to do, you know, I've, I've talked to other companies about getting a physic body made and that kind of thing. But um, there's just it's just not that popular of a license. No, no, no. We fought that at QMX. I mean, Princess Bride is skews female kind of in the fandom mm -hmm. as yeah. supernatural and actually uh, dean did fairly well and i killed me we never got to see him mm. or castiel on that but uh um it's just tough creating a new market star trek yeah. fans are not necessarily one six fans either so we were climbing an uphill battle there too just i was on a podcast the other day with a, a star trek podcast and they were like 
and they've been around forever and they do a weekly show and they'd never even heard of Echo 6. Yeah. And do you find I mean, that now I'm, people are jumping on, on jumping on the, the, the 1-6 bandwagon? Because that's what I'm kind of thinking, that, you know, for a lot of, I've always been of the opinion that, you know, a lot of people would be 1-6 collectors have, if they are exposed to them in the, in the right way and exposed to them in a kind of an organic kind of way. Like, I'm convinced that if you put, we've got a big superstore over here called Marks and Spencer, I'm convinced if you put, like, a hot, big, beautiful, hot toy Spider-Man in there, it would sell you know, like crazy, and, and the same with the, with the with the Star Trek figures. Like, I just can't help but feel that if you might not, have, a person may not know they're a one six collector until they see a one six, and then realize, oh my god, I really, you know, I really like this. Have you have you seen many like new people that are new to action figures? Because I would imagine, like like I said, Star Trek fans may not necessarily translate to people the kind of people that will buy royal or religiously one six collectibles, but these are such fine high end representations of their beloved characters, and you guys are dipping into all of them. You know, have there been examples of like brand new to collectors have that that you've seen, like like your boys on the Star Trek podcast you were talking about? Yeah, I mean, not necessarily new to collecting, but new to one six. Yeah, they yeah. touch the Playmates back in the day, maybe, or they have the the nine inch from Playmates um, twenty years ago, but they had never spent two hundred dollars on a fi- on a one six figure before, which is it's it's kind of a big jump to go from a. A $30 figure to a $200 figure. True. And that's why you're not going to see any in Marks and Spencer's or Walmart or Target mm. or anything like that. Because they're not going to put something out on a shelf that could get destroyed and then they're out $200. True. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Factor is out $200 with Target and Walmart because they have returns. So. Yeah, but I can guarantee you, and this is this happens all the time. I can guarantee you that you know, five years from now, I will have some Star Trek fan out in the institute, and he will see those figures on the shelf and go, "Holy shit! I wish I had bought those." Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah right. Because yeah. they will be they are they are the single representation of a collectible for that license. There's nothing going to ever be better than this. I mean, this is. This yeah. is, as a group, going to be sort of the Palisades Muppets or World of Springfield Simpsons, right? I mean, this is going to be the line that sort of defines Star Trek action figures. Yeah, there yeah. was going to be a Star Trek 1-6 if it hadn't been for Nan Jen because yeah. there, was no interest. there was no competition for this license. Yeah. You know, there was no one else willing to step up and do it um, because, you know, Hot Toys wasn't interested, you know, and... No one else has had made any noise towards doing Star Trek. So it must be great to you should ever do licenses like this should always be super fans. Yeah, yeah. The reason I just named two other lines, the Muppets and and World of Springfield, and those lines succeeded because they went deep because they were being done by fans that loved those licenses. Yeah. And if you just pick up a license as a company and you crank it out because you think you're gonna make a buck the, it, the the lack of love and respect for that license always shows through. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember talking to a, a guy, and I'm, I'm going 20 years back now. Back in the days, you know, when I was, the, the internet was just a thing I was experimenting with to buy stuff overseas. And uh, I used to go to these sort of trade fairs all, all over the country to, to pick up stuff from China, Japan, the States, whatever. And uh, I remember talking to this guy once, and I was I was I was buying some Star Wars stuff as as usual, and I said to him, so you know, why are we not seeing anything from uh, Star Trek or Doctor Who? And at the time, bearing in mind this was 20 years ago, but I think it still kind of rings true to a degree. And he said, because they're cheap. He said, you know, and he didn't mean the the toys. He meant the collectors don't want to spend the money back then. 
it was kind of like you know they, they they'll spend the money on star wars they'll spend the money on alien they'll spend the money on terminator whatever but back then and i think the tide is a changing they wouldn't spend the money on star trek or doctor who or the stuff that was kind of for want of a better word inverted commas geek them we expected that kind of resistance when we started because i yeah. mean there's that reputation of, of star trek fans not yeah. wanting to spend a lot on collectibles but they buy prop replicas you know that are hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. yeah totally so and we're, we're we're not doing many more than those i mean those would get released in 500 or a thousand units yeah you know, we're not doing that low but i mean it's not much more than that you guys are so, getting out there though aren't you? because i mean like yeah like you had adam savage you had the lovely feature on adam savage is tested there one thing with all the lovely figures out. that was a great little yeah. video that was that was i mean that would mean you must have gotten a little bit more traction and more heat off the back of that surely yeah well i mean he and norm are, are fans and they've been very supportive it's they've been great uh, helping us out um and yeah it's it got a little a little more exposure we went to chicago um the the star trek dedicated convention oh ah, yeah by paramount last year mm-hmm. you know and and no and we got a lot of attention there from star trek fans that had never even considered one six before so you know that's we're trying to get get in front of as many star trek fans as we can mm-hmm. get their exposure and that's all all you can do is you know let them make the decision but having seeing it in person and being able to to really examine something is different than <clears throat> it online or seeing it in a video or whatever and so we wanted to be able to do more of that yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah, i think I, I i totally agree i think until people it's a tactile thing so you hold a thing and look at it you know and take your glasses off and hold it up close and well some people don't wear glasses i know but it's it, it is a it's a different universe and people all of a sudden just well i you know i did back in the bars full hook line and sinker for it because you know the company i work for we 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 make Madame Two Swords figures, and I remember taking some of my Hot Toys and Sideshow figures back in the day in, and just saying, "Look, you know, you guys are doing the freaking best work out there at one one on one scale, but look at this, and you know, the sculptors and some of the they were just like, Jesus Christ, this is the, the, the attention to detail on the costuming and the hair and the the eyes, and it was it, it, it just opens up all, and all of a sudden, you know, I had guys saying, where can I get where can I get these? How, how much are they? Where, yeah. where, where, where are they? People recognize quality." I didn't know this existed. People recognize qualities, I think, and, and these these Star Trek yeah. figures, they're, 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 they look exactly like. I mean, I'm looking at Quark here, and he, it's Quark. Look at him. He's, yeah. he's really annoying. You want to punch him in his head, but you love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? Quark is another one that I'm going to be really proud of when I have him on my shelf. He's wicked. Yeah. Look at him. He's full of personality. You know, yes, that's the thing. You're he, like, he's full of personality. I don't know. I. I'd be very hard to imagine that you've got die-hard Star and there are die-hard Star Trek fans out there. How anyone could resist yeah. these, I've, I've, well, I've no idea. Well, one, one of the things that really pees me off to this day, being a Star Wars fan, I must admit, I'm more Star Wars than Star Trek. I love Star Trek, but don't get me wrong. I'm both. But it's kind of like uh, it's one of those things where you know, back in the day when Sideshow did, uh, you know, um, what's his name, Nino Nadam or whatever, he's Hammerhead. They did Greedo. Mm. I want more of those background aliens. I love seeing the the main characters, and I know I know Mike's a massive fan of this. But those secondary, tertiary characters, oh, they, they, the really they, cool they, they aliens, the they're the ones you want. And I want stu- I want you know I did want Hot Toys to look at some of those a little bit more. Yeah, well, yeah, we, got, we got Commander Shran here. 
Yeah, I love it when they go deep in a line. You know, that's, yeah. that makes all the difference in the world. I yeah. don't need another 12 versions of Iron Man. I need I need them to go deeper into lines that, to flesh it out. And I will say I am more of a Star Trek fan than I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah, yeah. I am too. Um, if, I, if it boils down to it, I am too. It, it's sadly, more, it means more sadly, to me. I'm the other way because, you know, well, whatever. I was I was 10 when it came out. It was I love like it 10, so, you know. Like, yeah, well, mentally, yeah. I like pizza now, and lasagna. Andor is the first time I've watched Star, Tra- Star Wars and gone, hey, they're starting to get tricky. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I have to admit that that really affected me. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. Now, so no, for I, me, I love doing the aliens. I think I, I would love to do more of that. I mean, things like Shran. Yeah, he's great. Is Jeffrey Coombs. We thought, would, if we're going to do Enterprise, let's do something that we think can, can sell. Everybody loves Jeffrey Coombs. You know, yeah. and loves Andorians, really. So. That's good. Oh, and he was on so many of the different shows, right? I mean, he, exactly. you know, he was on Deep Space Nine, and yeah, and yeah, he's just a direct, terrific actor that everybody loves, and a cool-looking um, figure. And the other thing is, I mean, it's kind of like the Gorn. I mean, when I was growing up watching Star Trek on TV, you know, oh. in the summer holidays, I mean, the Gorn was the prototype for Bosk, wasn't he? Let's face it. And it's kind of like, you know, he he would be a great one that you just want on yourself. Yeah, well, some of the one of the nice things about the I think about the original series Aliens is they don't they look goofy. And, yeah, and that's okay. That's what they should look. They should just make them look like they did yeah, on the on the show. Like guys in make, rubber yeah, suit. absolutely. Yeah, maybe look a little cooler than they did. <laughs> well, maybe a little bit more detail. I mean, you know, if you're gonna do Gorn, you you know, you want to make him just a little, you know, a little bit crispier in details and stuff like that. But you know, I but he's kind of cool. Yeah, I suppose you don't want to make his eyes look quite so kind of silvery, and you want to make him look like he's yeah. But but he was the he was the prototype for Bosk, wasn't he? He, he was, was. He was. Oh, absolutely. Gorn. He punches very slowly. <laughs> you have to explore things like: Are we? You know, would we do a, a rubber suit? Would we just sculpt mm. it? Yeah. Could it just be a statue? Because that's something we are doing is yeah. some characters like the Borg Queen is going to be a statue. So we're exploring that kind of thing. It's something that just can't translate to one six that well that at a price point that we think people will pay for. Then we are exploring doing it in other ways. I mean, yeah. going in a rubber suit, I think, would work quite well, to be honest. Wouldn't it? Well, I'm just, I'm just thinking back to when Sideshow did their first uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I mean, you've got it, Mike. I had it for a while, but it was kind of like that. That's the kind of look, isn't it? It's that kind of like. Well, Mondo, um, Mondo just updated that, right? And they did a beautiful. Yeah, they, they did. Their creature. It's all sculpted. Yeah. Yeah. But he looks like, yeah, as you say, you can see the joints, which I have no problem with whatsoever. But he looked more like a real world creature, whereas the sideshow one looked like a guy in a suit, which I kind of like. Yeah, but Gorn would particularly work with rubbery skin because of the creases the suit naturally made on the TV yeah. show. So if if you did bend his arm, for instance, if he if Gorn did have a an under structure underneath and then the kind of rubbery skin yeah. over it or rubbery texture, whatever yeah. you want to put over it. It would fold and crease much like the original one did in the TV show. Yeah, yeah, so I think yeah, there's, yeah. there's, yeah. there's. I think that might that might be interesting too. But obviously there's a. Uh, but then there's a longevity more. issue. You know, how long is a silicon stroke rubber suit? Well, that is the thing, isn't you know, it? As a collector, we, you know, we we to and fro. We're all. Yeah, my creature's whatever. still standing up though. After what has it been? Twenty years. Yeah, yeah. You know what's still standing up? The, the the creature from Sideshow and the oh yeah, yeah 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 well, well, oh yeah yeah and there's suits. industrial grade automotive you know uh, materials that they can use that, that yeah, hold up yeah. and 
some of that silicone does. But so what do we got coming next? You just mentioned Wait. the chair. We got the chair coming pretty soon. And and Archer's next here pretty soon as well, isn't he? Chicote well, and Archer should and the chair should be either this month or next month. Yeah. Um, those are shipping. And then we're going to have some solicitations up pretty quickly. Uh, not necessarily Rathacon, but that's going to be in the next couple months. We're going to see the first couple things from that. Oh, sweet. Good, 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 good. Star Trek Day. We're working with StarTrek.com. We're going to have a debut then that's going to be something pretty cool that I don't think many people are expecting. Um, so I'm just going to tease it here. I'm not going to give you any more hints than that. Sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. And look, that's look, the name. Look, so that'll be a solicit that will ship probably towards the end of the year. Um, Locutus will be shipping soon. Um, Wolf 179. So as far as other IPs might be involved, is there... I, I'm guessing there's nothing you can tell us. I can't talk about anything. I will no, stuff in the works okay. yeah well gentlemen we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to come back with a couple little final more words and stuff like that but we're going to take a word from our sponsor fanboy collectibles who does by the way sell these star trek figures so get out the fanboy get your orders in as well on those as well if you want to get in on some of that action because i got a couple of them i'm going to get my kirk and my uh, uh con from that as well so back in a sec guys commercial break time boop Looking to find collectible figures at low cost with superior customer service? Fanboy Collectibles is one of the largest retailers of high-end collectibles on the east coast of the USA. Carrying a full array of hot toys, enter-based, sideshow collectibles, 3A and all the top manufacturers. Domestic and international packages shipped daily, all fully insured with tracking number and securely packed. Getting it to you as quickly is important, but not as important as your collectibles arriving in pristine condition. Are you looking to pre-order an item to guarantee you don't miss it when it's released? Well, Fanboy Collectibles does that too. If you've got a question about an item, give them a call, shoot them an email, or even leave them a message on their Facebook page. Fanboy Collectibles is available full-time to respond to you and to get your items to you as quickly as possible. Anyone can make a sale. Fanboy Collectibles knows the key to being successful is repeat customers. That comes from doing the right thing by you and making customer services their priority. Fanboy Collectibles. For some it's a hobby, to them it's an obsession. So, so what we were, you were talking about? Sorry, we were talking about Kate Mulgrew. What happened there? So yeah, Kate Mulgrew showed the figure on her Twitter feed with her in a photo with the figure. Oh wow! Saying, oh, it's a mini me, and I love this. This is great. Oh wow, and that's cool. A couple times actually. Nice. And then later we worked with her with uh, a charity that sh she supports. That we gave her six figures that she signed, and they auctioned off. Oh <gasps> wow! Yeah, that they was went the, for quite a bit too. Got her to sign a figure just for Nanjin's own personal collection at the nice. convention last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually got a figure signed one time. I got, uh, I've got um, Peter Weller signed my the base of my RoboCop Hot Toys RoboCop figure. So that's 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 the only time. I think I think getting figures signed is really cool. But I what I like to do is get him to sign the base of the figure, and then what you do is you get a uh, put acetate over it to protect the signature so it doesn't scratch up. You know, so, one thing that uh, Nanjin's philosophy and my philosophy for the company and about Star Trek in general, it's not the spaceships are cool and everything, but it's about the characters. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. About Star Trek. You know, that's who you love. That's, you know, who you connect to. And the actors that embody those characters are the most important part of the, of the, uh, 
of the experience of watching Star Trek. And so it, to that end, we include autograph cards in, in our figures, except for the original series where a lot of the people are yes. not around anymore. But we, we include those autograph cards so you can create your own experience, you know, getting it signed at a, a convention or whatever. That's a really neat idea, man. That's a really cool idea. Is there one in the cue box? Yeah, yeah there's one in with the queue, yeah. Oh, where is it on the cube? Anything that where the it's not a the original series figure. Where is it in the cube box? It is, is it on the actual instruction sheet? It's, this it's is probably here. taped usually, underneath the tray. Yeah, it's usually taped in a little plastic bag underneath the tray. Is it like a at credit card? Is it like a credit card yeah, size thing? Size, yeah. Oh, yeah. that is cool. Look at this. I didn't even know this was in here. It's like a. Uh, and uh, then there's a little uh, clear plastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, piece that you can attach it you can like stick it on the uh, stand as well right you can put it on the front of the space that it's is, like one of those that is neat any... dude that is really cool i did not know that at all that is super cool man fairness. silver gold marker and they can sign on that on that plastic oh, it's, that's it who thought of that idea who, whose idea was that's an that's ingenious idea one of original ideas original concepts again to create that connection for the fan and the star Brilliant. Character. Absolutely brilliant. Love that. That's a cool idea, man. Is anybody... Well, I'm, I'm sure some of us are old enough here to remember buying the, uh, the original vinyl of Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. No, Jeff. No one here is that old. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's just one of those things where <laughs> yes, when you bought, yes, when you bought it, yes, when you bought it, when you bought it, you didn't realize that you, you pulled the album out, yeah. and there it was, and you looked at it, and then you kind of looked at the gatefold and if you put pushed your arm all the way in there was a secret sheet of stickers and a poster no way really? and unless you knew it was there you would never know it was there and it was one of those things where i remember just thinking yes that's cool i had the poster up on my wall for years and i never used the stickers because i was too anal oh my goodness there you go that's very cool actually i love this yeah. I'm, I'm 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 looking at my character and i'm like Man, if John Delancey's ever in London or anything like that at one of those comic conventions, jeez, I might do. I get him. That'd be just cool to get him to sign this card. You can just pop it in front of the face. That is, I love that idea. It's little small things like that that really make. I don't know. That's that's just like Mike said earlier and Jeff said earlier. It's it's having fans working on the things that really yeah. makes looks, makes all the difference. Like on Scotty, we included the hand where he had his finger blown off in World War Two. Even though the character didn't, the actor did have a missing finger. Yeah. So we included one hand that that showed that, or, or just McCoy to honor a, honor him, honor James doing like that. Yeah. And oh. McCoy had his wedding ring, which he would not wear on his wedding ring finger when he was acting as McCoy. Yeah. But wanted to make sure it was there at all times, so we included that. Oh, really? uh, did, did he the, ask for that? I love the. What? Did McCoy? Sorry, did did DeForest Kelly actually ask for that ring to be on his scope then? No, he was dead. Oh, you, you <laughs> no, but I'm sorry. Nanjin wanted to include. Right, sorry. Okay. But, yes, yes. but I feel that's one of those things where I love the fact you're just including it anyway. For the people, you know, it's, it's you know, Nanjin is such a massive fan. It's kind of one of those yeah. little things he just wants to give back. And I love that because it's like, you know, one of the things that peed me off recently. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't I haven't bought a Sideshow figure in years. Mm -hmm. and there's nothing against Sideshow. It's just because being in the UK, it can be very expensive getting them over here. Blah, blah, blah. And back in the day, they were one of the companies that really got me back in to one six to a degree but um i recently caved and bought the dude you know from the big lebowski because i just thought dude. i want him i want him on my shelf yeah man he's there's a cool figure a, yeah there's been a few kind of like you know cool versions of him you know uh, third parties in the past i thought sod it i'm just gonna buy it yeah 
but you can only get the exclusive, obviously, from Sideshow, mm-hmm. which then I have to pay all the import duties, etc. And it's the only one that comes with the exclusive hand that holds the joint and comes with the joint. Yeah. And it's kind of it's one of those things. I'm kind just, you kind oh, of need the joint with the guys, figure. It kind of defeats the purpose. Come on, it? guys! It's like yeah, I've got, I've got six versions of a bloody you know a white Russian glass. Uh, but I can maybe understand uh, sideshow as well. And a bowling ball and stuff. But it's yeah, and you know one of the things I do love about sideshow is the fact they give those pegs on the wrists. Mm-hmm. You know, every figure has a peg on every hand. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But yeah, I don't um, know. I can imagine Sideshow want to get just get people on, on to buy their figures directly from Sideshow. I'm assuming that's why they want to have that. Yeah, I totally Mondo do that as well, man. They yeah. want people to buy directly from the shop because, but you know. If you're, out, if you're outside the US, it's prohibitive. Mm. Well, there you go. Let's, I mean, that's 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 been absolutely been. I mean, I'm looking at my, I've got my Q here. Alongside. Yeah, I love his gold chain as well. His gold chain is amazing. One of the nice things about Q, if you're talking about Q, is, the, is that thin wire that's in the sleeves because you yeah. can use it to, to properly position those sleeves to give them a nice natural flow off the arm. You can. Yeah, and there's 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 the about people you know. not not taking the time to pose that and taking bad pictures, you know. Yeah. But you did a good job, Michael. Thank you in your in your uh, review. But it is it's little things that you you want to be able to make it look like you think it should look, and so we do whatever we can to. To, to allow collectors to do that. Well, I'll be taking photos yeah. of my queue now, so I better get them right now, shouldn't I? All right, so I better, better, better have no, 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 no pressure there at all on me. Um, it's been, I mean, as as I've said at the start of the podcast, uh, Dave, it's just these figures are they are a lovely representation of their characters. You'd, how you've presented them, the packaging and everything to do with them is, it's all very Star Trek, and it's all as a as a person who loves, as I said, I love Star Trek and Star Wars, but intellectually, I love Star Trek intellectually star trek just it tickles areas in my brain that you know star wars is me sit down and just i lose myself in the star wars but star trek makes me think and ponder and stuff like that especially you know especially next generation and the original tos as well i mean that's for me is, is my jam and stuff um i'm not the biggest fans of the, of the newer stuff but I, i'm going to be checking out strange new worlds i can't wait can't wait and i love lower decks as well but i'm not the biggest if fan of Sorry. Yeah, if you're a TNG fan, have you been watching this season of Picard? I'm. I. I was made quite angry about the first season of Picard. I have to say, and I'm not. I'm not. And I'm not that kind of a person at all. It's just. I lasted two thirds of the first as well. For, for me, it's. I don't know if Gene Rodenberry would have necessarily signed off on that TV show, because for me, it's 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 a it's just another future that's slick and cool that happens to have our Star Trek characters in there, and I just think some of the things that are. Honestly, don't get me started on this one, Steve, Dave, because you'll get me into an awful rant. I'll, I will start ranting, but it's just, there's science, <laughs> there was a science to Star Trek, and in this new Star Trek, oh, data's molecules comprises memories, and then we make a little race from this. No! Stop it! Just, you, they transported a well, wormhole in Discovery. You, you transported a wormhole? You can't trans... No, knock it off! And their science talk is, makes no sense. So, but, but... Well, season three of Picard... Is, is like season eight of the next generation. I'm so hearing it's supposed to be good to season three, so you, you recommend yeah. that to me. And and we may have some surprises for fans of season three of Picard, too. Okay, so coming you, up. you think I should watch season three of Picard, then, even if I didn't like season one? I think so. Michael, what do you think? Yeah, I think so, but then again, I've never seen any bad Star Trek. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Star Trek Five is a bit dodgy, isn't it? With that cat lady that sounded like, you know, that uh, the hip hop guy, the dancer. Wow! Oh, I, I... Right then, well, let's. We better finish up the podcast. Uh, Dave Steven, Dave Stevan, 
of Exo uh, uh, Six. Thank you so much for coming on on our seventieth episode. Seventieth episode, Thanks. and our, and we've been on you for ten years again. Uh, we'll hopefully get you ten on again. Freaking years. Ten, ten freaking years. Is exactly. Ten freaking years. Ten freaking years. Not I the mean, other F word. <laughs> and it's just as I said these, these figures are a fantastic representation of the characters and for all of our listeners out there guys go out be looking out for your Star Trek figures and get your stores to buy them as I said fanboy get onto fanboy collectibles get onto the XO6 website as well the pre-orders are all up because uh, uh, the thing, the, uh, I'm going to interrupt you because the thing I'd say is that although I haven't jumped on this bandwagon, and I know I know Mike's got plenty, but it's it's one of those things where I think in 20 years from now, you know, when you look at the price of Star Wars stuff, which is mass produced, this stuff is a banker. I think these are a good investment if you are one of those yeah. kinds of people that does actually yeah. want to buy figures to sell on later on. These are. A sound investment, I do genuinely think. I mean, look how quickly they sell out. Look, look, look Cutis is gone straight away. I mean, they, they, I mean how, how, how long is your Windows, uh, Dave? I don't, I, don't, well, I, don't th- I don't think the fans are going to want to sell these ever. They're going to want them <laughs> on the shelf until they die. But all I'm thinking is that when they pop their clocks and their family are left this collection of fantastic one-six figures, uh, like mine will hopefully be one day, there are going to be some that... Are going to make them smile when they sell them. Mm, true, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> there you go. All right, then, gentlemen. In about forty years, there'll be a garage sale at my house, and you should be able to get all this stuff real cheap. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that, Mike. Please don't say that. Are we no, going to get a bridge? Fair. Dave, are we going to get like, I mean, a, a build a bridge? Are we going to get any? Will there be an attempt to make a bridge at all? I mean, is is that or is that just just a logistical impossibility, like a, 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 a TOS bridge? Nothing is impossible, but uh, you know, we're 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 looking at the possibility of doing definitely doing more captains chairs. Yeah, uh, but also doing other bridge parts, maybe. Because you um, could, but, you know, I mean, could like build a bridge. Some of the ships is, I was going to say some of the ships in Star Trek were pretty blocky. I mean, you know, you could probably make a Galileo quite easily. I <laughs> thought if people wanted one, the shuttle the Galileo. <laughs> you yeah, it's quite Galileo. blocky, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. Seats for eight people at six scale. I mean, that's <laughs> just well, long yeah. out of a, that would be pretty big. But a bridge, <laughs> a bridge would be six feet across. You know, yeah. EOS. <sighs> But, but I guess uh, you could little little. Never say never. There's, you know, a, there's I mean, a possibility of anything. Really. You could you could do Spock's just science station. And just have a little, little just a little diorama of Spock's. I'm like I could go on. I could I could yeah, waffle on. Engine's crazy. He'll he'll do anything if he wants to do it. He doesn't necessarily have to make his money. So <laughs> the thing is, it could be much. Mod- it could be modular as well. You know. You yeah, that's what I'm Spock saying. Build a figure. Build, build yeah, a bridge. Spock science station. You have a kind of like sound station. You could mm-hmm. have all these different things that click together and just make a little diorama. Give all your little yeah, parts. Yeah, that's what's great about the OS bridge. It could be modular and you could yeah. just have one wall that you you put up five different times with a little different arrangement of the lights. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. you know? As long as the little the clips are there, you just clip on your little bits and make it all the thing. We, we could be talking for free. Guys, but we, better, we better actually let it, let it go. Thank yeah. you, Dave Stephen. Yeah. Thank you for me, XO6. Thank you so much for coming on. Jeff Parker. Thanks, guys. Thank you for... No, thank you. It's been, it's been very enlightening. Thanks, Stephen. There you go. Dave! I did the same again. Nah, you no, see. I did, no, I just did what you did, and I've known him as Dave for freaking Everybody years. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. Oh, yeah. This is just a thing. Yeah, I don't do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, you're, you're a We've known each other for a couple of years now. 
just a couple, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you love these, Mike, don't you? I mean, you are you are getting every yes, single boy, one of them, absolutely. and we're enjoying your views. And for all those reviews, our listeners, just go to mwctoys.com, and Mike's got some thunderous photographs on there. I'm going to photograph Q uh, tomorrow, and just look for those on my Instagram. It's who on Instagram, and Eamon underscore on Instagram, and you can look for those pictures on there. Also, design figures will be. Don't you need to hear about all that. So go on there. If you like action figures, follow me. If you like action figures... Follow Mike Crawford on Facebook, and obviously go to mwctoys.com. But if you love Star Trek, hit up Dave Steven, man, on these XO6 figures, because they are they are, yeah. they are are lovely. I would have every single one, Dave, if I could. I really would have every single one of these if I could, but I won't have to be have to pick in my selection and, and, and go with that. Yeah, well, great. Get what you can, and, but save your money up, because this year is going to be a killer. <laughs> yeah. Well, we look forward to your release, man. We look forward to the specialized event, especially for photographic Dave Stephen, Jeff Parker, Mike Crawford, thank you so much for joining me, gentlemen. Listeners, it's been 10 years, and it's been issued episode 70. I could make a big more Haruka do, but, you know, we've run out of energy today, so it's getting late, and we need to go to bed. Good night, listeners. Thank you for joining us. Night, lads. Good night. Good night.